grabbing the dominant share of the gross merchandise value or gmv pie during the big billion day sale in october are they building a new moat to combat the hyper competition are there new growth frontiers that they are pursuing where are they on the much anticipated ipo to figure all of that and more i've invited two of my colleagues who track the company consumer internet and e-commerce very closely from bangalore Aditi Srivastava and Alnoor Peer Muhammad. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Aditi, let me start with you. Two transactions within one month in fashion and then gaming. Suddenly, Flipkart is as hyperactive as a Diwali shopper. What's really going on? Uh, thank you for calling us, Arjit. It's been a very busy couple of months covering Flipkart from the festive season sales to entire strategy of uh, investments and uh, many more to come as i hear so what has significantly changed is that the overall economy has taken such a bad hit that past traditional businesses have been forced to come to the negotiating table two reasons that come up uh, one they realize that they don't have the tech capabilities which are now needed to scale and bounce back amid a pandemic second i think in the last 5 to 6 months it has been shown that e-commerce is now not a complementary channel it has become the channel critical to survive these businesses are also now in a lot of financial distress which means that flipkart gets a piece of these businesses at the right price so i think it's a mix of these three things that is getting flipkart to the negotiating table and having these conversations with the right stakeholders at the right price got it but but aditi one interesting thing is as you said yes it's a great time to strike deals but these are value deals i mean they're not paying top dollars unlike uh, you know several of their peers i notice that these are more like tuck in acquisitions more like partnerships to plug holes rather than this headline grabbing multi million or maybe even a billion dollar kind of a transaction yes so i think i i would divide that into a two part strategy 
businesses that are large categories for example if you think about walmart wholesale months back walmart wholesale is not just a capability it is a core business for flipkart group it is one of the largest uh, untapped markets for online and offline commerce and it also obviously helped walmart consolidate its india operations and it you know the business went significantly towards online as a primary channel of distribution so multiple reasons why it made sense for them to consolidate walmart as an entire business under flipkart right so whenever it's about any large markets i think flipkart has chosen to buy entirely i think the question they ask themselves is what is the right mix where i get minimum exposure to compliance and leverage as a business and the other way to look at it is that these are investments because it helps flipkart with a core capability to scale operations where it requires control but it does not need to be a 100% owner true where they're able to do that i think they're choosing to do that and pay less for it rather pay 100% for it and take on the risk of running the business entirely mm-hmm. Alor, is this a new blueprint? You've been tracking Flipkart as well, along with Aditi. Would you say that the pandemic has changed the business plan for all industries, actually? And uh, I mean, Flipkart's no exception. So, you know, what Aditi talked about is very much part of a new blueprint, so to speak. Hey, Aditi, thanks for having me. Yes, I would very much say so. I think one of the things that the pandemic has done is accelerated the shift towards you know this more of a collaborative approach between offline and online right omni channel is coming but i think that will take significant more work and time for it to really pan out in a seamless way so if we if we sort of even try and draw comparison with with what happened in the us omni channel really started becoming a thing in 2017 right when uh, amazon first right. acquired uh, whole foods whole foods so, yeah the us market e-commerce market at that point of time was 13% of overall retail in that country and obviously it's a much bigger market but uh, if you see in india it started happening uh, these kind of partnerships bit of investment or whether it's through an acquisition it started happening when e-commerce was just 3% but in the past 6 months if you see this it's almost e-commerce has become now 5% they think maybe it might come down a bit in terms of its percentage as the overall market recovers but i definitely think that uh, this is what has got a lot of the offline guys to stand up and take notice that you know e-commerce is going to be a big piece of the overall retail market here and there's uh, no getting away from that aditi fashion first this has always actually been a key focus for flipkart right and it seems that they really want to double down uh, in this segment i mean mintra jabong they were a start but just before aditya billa uh, fashion uh, they also invested in arvin youth brands mintra had previously partnered with a few bollywood celebrities like deepika padukone and and rithik roshan they also bought a stake in the outdoor gear brand wildcraft are they working around a specific thesis to ramp up the fashion vertical you know marry offline brands that have deep store networks with the whole e-commerce and uh, consumer experience and consumer internet piece that they're so good at 
Yes, I think that is the larger mission. That is what they're looking at doing over the next couple of years. If this pans out for them, it is it is the dream run. You know, fashion has been a category where Flipkart has been a clear leader. Yeah. It's a place where Flipkart has been ahead of Amazon, it's been ahead of uh, Reliance, and it's done that in an undisputed manner. I think how Flipkart is looking at it now is that fashion is a 45 billion dollar market. It's a very big chunk of retail. It has high margins. There is a path to profitability. And what they realize is that selection is the only differentiation. And brands take decades to build. So it is important that they should invest in brands where they know that there is consumer love. And they just marry that around with their e-commerce and their tech. And they make sure that they get you know, all the customers from the smaller towns, cities to shop online. And what what these offline channels also do is that inherently with fashion returns and supply chain has always been a question mark. Now there is a whole network of offline stores, of warehouses, of, you know, customers stepping into a shop, checking out their size and going and buying offline and or going and buying online or purchasing something from a different warehouse, which is say 500 kilometers away, which was earlier not possible. Is there a way to do this more seamlessly for both businesses and consumers? Right. I think this is the first step of getting it all together. We're just starting the omni-channel journey. Correct. We have some signs of that happening with malls turning into warehouses, for example, for brands. Interesting. So it's going to be a slow start, but it's a start in the right direction. Right. Alur, I mean, you talked about getting stickiness from consumers and, and grocery is that, um, you know, is that vertical that can do magic. Uh, but it's not an easy game to crack as well, because here you have to be fast and uh, nippy when it comes to deliveries. Your supply chain has to be absolutely spot on. And that's where global players like Amazon really score. So what is Flipkart really doing to gain market share and wallet share in the grocery space, which is also one of the big growth frontiers that it has identified? You're right. Uh, Grocery is a very hard piece to sort of solve. And I don't think this is exclusive to India. I think it's global. When it comes to Flipkart and grocery, I think they've done some amount of work around packaged food. I think they've even applied for a food retail license, which will allow them to stock inventory okay. in that uh, part. It hasn't come through. It has got delayed. So, But those things will happen eventually. I think they'll they'll build a stronger piece there. When it comes to fresh, I think that's where sort of Flipkart has so far lagged behind many of its peers. If we see Big Basket or Amazon or uh, uh, Grofers, they've really sort of put in place that fresh produce supply chain. What Flipkart is trying to do now with its investment in Ninja Cart and, uh, you know, even even sort of Walmart India, which has uh, deep roots and sort of sources directly from farmers and things like that. They're really looking at leveraging that piece to try and bring in, uh, you know, more fresh produce onto the platform. But uh, we'll have to see how that pans out. It's not an easy game. Amazon has been at it for the last three years. They're still not the market leader. Right. Uh, 
when when Amazon comes into something, everyone expects they'll become the market leader quite quickly, or at least give the market leader a run for their money. But we've seen big baskets growing quite well. Grofers has grown quite well. In fact, even uh, when Geo came in in the first initial few months, we saw them doing quite well on that front. Got it. Also, Alu talked about Ninja Cart and Walmart India. Aditi. B2B, I mean, that's not as glamorous as, as connecting directly with the consumers, but that's where the new unicorns are coming up. And, and that's where it's also becoming very interesting. Walmart globally, as well as Flipkart in India, they have a very clear B2B strategy. And it seems from the outside, at least, that they are bulking up. Um, yes, so B2B is very important for any online player today, whether it is Amazon, whether it is Flipkart, whether it is uh, Reliance. It is the backbone of even online retail for consumers. If we step back, Ninja Cart's leverage is its direct connect with farmers. Whether they use that to go to a Kirana store and uh, sell to them, whether they sell directly to consumers, it's just about getting the produce to consumers in the shortest time. And this is not a capability which is easy to build. It requires a very different supply chain in North versus South versus East and West. So it's such a large category to crack. And it takes a lot of um, supply chain capabilities and right. a lot of understanding to do that as well. And it takes time to do it. And Ninja Card is a way for Flipkart to do it in the fastest possible manner. Because they already had those capabilities they've been building since 2015. So it's opportunistically taken, you know, an investment in a company that has already solved this problem right. for a bulk of the market. Because speed is of priority. I think they're looking at investments rather than building it themselves. And I think Walmart India, the consolidation is also a part of the same plan. Interesting. Alor, you know, these days, the fad is to talk about super apps, right? I mean, I guess we are following the footsteps of China. Tatas are talking about it. Prime is a platform. Geo is also thinking of a super app. Where is the Flipkart super app? I mean, they already have various verticals, right, from commerce to payments. They're now dabbling in content. There's gaming. So... Are we going to see a super app from them as well very soon? Uh, so, Arijit, I think Flipkart has all the pieces or they are in the process of building those pieces for them to sort of build their own super app. They've got yeah. payments with phone pay. They're looking at a bit of content as well. Now, they might be a little late to the game compared to someone like Amazon who leveraged their global prime video, prime audio. But, but they're sort of trying to do that now. And, you know, they're taking a little different approach there as well, which is kind of interesting. They're not looking at the full series kind of content, more short series, web series, which I think works well with maybe some of the tier two, tier three market consumers that Flipkart is really strong with. So they do have the pieces. They're trying to put it together. Whether they do it immediately or take a little more time, that's something we're going to have to see. How the execution of this super app strategy is going to be is uh, to be seen also. But you know what the interesting thing here is, in 2015 and 16, Flipkart was seen as that leader in you know app strategy. At some point of time, they said they'll even, uh, they'll stop building their website and they'll only work through an that. app. That didn't go too well. Uh, yeah. I think they tried it with Mintra and they actually saw things uh, um, you know tanking after some time. 
but uh, i think they've learned from that they understand that we have to give an option to the consumer how they want to shop whether it be on the app website or through a super app what are the kind of different products they might want to buy they are aware of that and they are sort of taking it a little slow which is fine i don't think anyone has really cracked that model of super app yet in india but whatever they do alnor i mean players like flipkart they do have one hand tied behind their backs i mean as a foreign e-commerce player or you know as a foreign retailer now that it's owned by walmart it can't own inventory or openly discount merchandise you are possibly looking at harsher rules covering data and algorithms you know we saw the recent row over the google tax issue and phone pay was very vocal at that point in time so it's not really a level playing field is it i'd say they've done quite well with of course they have tied behind their backs so if we if we see what they've done but it's a little more complex than just saying they mm-hmm. can't hold inventory right agreed in in most categories they can't but look at what's happened in food today right and food and fmcg and grocery being but 60% of india's retail market today that that piece has been opened up uh, they can all acquire and amazon right. even has one of these amazon big basket they can acquire a food retail license where they can hold inventory of any food that is affected right. or grown in india and that's a huge thing that's basically 60% of the market where they can hold inventory now granted that grocery is a much harder piece to solve when it's going to take billions of dollars of investments over the next few years for these guys to really become big players there right but you can argue that the market is already open 60% of the market is already free for these days to take right. take on and take over aditi you have the last word to sum up would you say all this you know that we talked about uh, is part of you know getting ready or primed for the much anticipated ipo well yes so flipkart has been preparing for an ipo since the last 2 years If you look at Mintra, they have consolidated all their backend operations with Flipkart, which was a major, major uh, step that it did in terms of just figuring out their cost structures. It's cut excess fat in logistics. It has done stricter compliances, and they're running a very tight ship. Right. This was not the case as how Flipkart was run for seven years under prior to Walmart. So there is a very clear path in terms of just discipline in their core business. at the same time now we are seeing you know that flipkart is looking very very closely at what are the next avenues for growth that is b2b that is grocery for them uh, that is getting leadership and maintaining leadership in the smaller towns and cities it is working very closely with the offline retailers the kirana network leveraging its strengths but also understanding its weaknesses so it is a process and i think consistency is key to get that right and it takes several years to do that but flipkart is making all the steps in the right direction now in comparison they would not be so careless as or they would not be so open with their expenses as an amazon would be but that's what it takes to take a company public and it takes a lot of strict compliances and i think they are on the right direction for it and probably the only company that i would say right now in the consumer internet space which can be healthy enough to actually take over an ipo in the next couple of years correct so clearly game on for flipkart and its senior leadership thank you aditi and alnor for taking time out and joining in and sharing these insights thank you for inviting us thank you aditi honestly Who doesn't like to shop? 
So the key takeaway, Flipkart is leveraging the ongoing pandemic to its advantage to consolidate further in its traditionally strong segments like fashion by stitching new alliances and partnerships at discounted valuations. It's also bulking up in segments of food and grocery. Such modes will obviously come handy to combat the stiff competition, both from Amazon as well as Reliance Geomart in metros and also in smaller towns and cities, its next big frontier. The show was edited by Indulekha Aravin and coordinated by Anjali Venugopalan. The Morning Brief appears every Tuesday, Thursdays and Friday. You can write to us with your views, feedback and even brickbats on the Morning Brief at timesgroup.com. Thanks for listening. This is Arjit Barman signing off. Goodbye and good luck. Avaaz.com <laughs> 